Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What the hell is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 371. It's KB, rockin' solo, dolo, after yet another disgusting, abysmal, absurd, ridiculous Philadelphia Eagles loss to the Las Vegas Raiders out in Vegas. Um, we're going to get into this game where I'm standing what my stance is on this team about halfway through the season as we approach week eight, which will be on Halloween. Pretty spooky, if you ask me. Uh, I'm going to get into Zach Ertz's first game with the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, a little bit of a fun twist, funny uh, bit that I have after seeing some big news today um, in the esports world that also affects the Philadelphia 76ers. As well as a very interesting name that John Heyman, I believe, uh, teased about the Phillies potentially targeting this offseason for this uh, roster. That's an absolute hell. But before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who let this shit go down. Our friends at Maine Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Congrats to Chris Hogan, one of the owners of Tomahawk Shades. Just announced his retirement from the NFL this week. Uh, Potentially maybe heading back to uh, the lacrosse world. Might get into that on OTB. You're going to have to listen this week on the Outside the Box podcast. Um, congrats to Chris Hogan on a unbelievable NFL career. And uh, he's also an owner of Tomahawk Shades. So go to TomahawkShades.com. Check out all they've got to offer from their sunglasses, their blue light glasses, the Tomahawk Athletic Club watches the small batch collective their fall apparel collection is absolute gas check that out before it's too late and uh when you go to check out use our promo code usp you get 25 percent off your entire order at tomahawkshades.com that's promo code usp at tomahawkshades.com for 25% off your entire order from the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Stay styling and profiling all football season long. Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You guys can go to statesidevodka.com, get the vodka soda party packs, fill up. It's football season. You got to have those statesides in hand. Get the vodka soda party packs, the single flavor four packs available as well. Statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com, use the Kenny Tracker. See who's got Kenwood on tap. 
You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. So, of course, the Eagles lose in embarrassing fashion to the Las Vegas Raiders out in Vegas. Uh, probably the most attended road game for Eagles fans this year. Nice little trip to Vegas. Got spoiled a bit. Um, I don't know how to put this, but I'll, I'll put it as gently as I possibly can. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, guys, they stink. They're a bad football team. They're poorly constructed. Um, the coaching staff is atrocious and it all starts at the top. We've been saying that on this podcast for years. Howie Roseman's the problem. Howie Roseman's the problem. Always has been. It's like the astronaut meme. He, what other NFL team has had a GM survive and be a part of four coaching staff changes? In their career. Oh wait. I don't think any have. Not that I can remember. If there are. Let me know. Tweet at me. Let me know. Because I can't think of a single NFL team. Who has allowed a GM. To survive. Four. Coaching. Changes. And be a part of the hiring process. Every single time. That's just pure lunacy. It is the definition of insanity. And you're wondering why the Eagles are bad. This coaching staff is incompetent. They have no fucking clue what they're doing. Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon, and the entire coaching staff outside of Jeff Stoutland, who has been in this position and done a great job coaching the offensive line, being a run game coordinator. Every other coach is brand new to the position they're in. There is no sense of, of what it takes to be in the position they are currently in at the NFL level. There's none whatsoever. And I brought this up on the Bell and the Birdman podcast with John Barcher and Vince Quinn after the loss of the Bucks. What's the difference between Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni? Other than the Eagles have two wins. Sure seems like the Detroit Lions players are giving a damn and fighting for Dan Campbell tooth and nail. Every single chance they get, they sure seem to want to play for Dan Campbell. But Nick Sirianni just, I truly just don't think he gets it. I don't think he has what it takes. I don't think this coaching staff has what it takes. And that's why the Eagles are going to continue to lose games. I don't know if they beat the Detroit Lions on Halloween. I don't know if they beat the New York Jets, which we'll get into the trade that went down as I record this on Monday night of Joe Flacco being sent back to the Jets, which I predicted on Sunday after Zach Wilson got hurt. I just don't think the Philadelphia Eagles have what it take to to be a competent football team right now in terms of who is on the field, who is coaching this team, who's running this team up top. You're t- like, I don't know who you would put trust in in this organization right now. They are they are a disaster. A disaster. And it's not going to get any better this year. The only way things start to get better is if Jeffrey Lurie pulls his head out of his ass and realizes Howie Roseman has been the problem all along. Always has been. Again, astronaut meme. And gets him the fuck out of town. 
That's the only way things are going to get better. Because who wants to come here when it is on record that people around the league, agents, coaches, players, whatever it may be, they fucking hate Howie Roseman. They hate Howie Roseman. Who wants to come work for Howie Roseman other than a puppet that Howie and Jeffrey can just manipulate whenever the fuck they want and have them be their, their little coaching puppet to do whatever the hell they say, whatever the hell they want to be done for this football team. It's a problem. It needs to be fixed. You need to get rid of the problem. It's like Thanos. You should have gone for the head. And they didn't go for the head. And Thanos snapped away the competence and the, the, the well-being of this franchise. Thanos being Howie Roseman. It's not going to get better until Howie's gone. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced of that. He is the root of the problem. I've said it for years. Go check my tweets. Search my Twitter handle and Howie Roseman. You'll find tweets from 2019 of me bitching about Howie Roseman being the problem. There, there's just no ownership of how piss poor things have gotten since the Super Bowl. And I I just don't know where you go from here. I, I don't know. You know, we said it in our season preview this year that the Eagles would be lucky to see six wins. Mostly because we thought the schedule was difficult. But even looking at the schedule right now, some of those teams are not that good. The Eagles are just not a good football team. I think right now, they'd be lucky to see four wins. That would be a, a successful season if they matched their win total from last year. And there's one extra game this year, and they tied a game last year. I am just so... It, it is painful to watch that team operate. The defense gets gassed every two seconds. There's no scheme on defense. Fletcher Cox is calling out Jonathan Gannon. For the way that he's being used. I don't blame him. People trying to run Fletcher Cox out of town. Maybe look at the defensive coordinator. And realize he has no fucking clue what he's doing. It's not like Fletcher Cox. You know. Turned into a pumpkin overnight. There's there's clearly an issue with this defense. The offense can't score. For the life of them. They can't move the ball with ease. They can't do anything properly. Oh, and again, your wide receiver group, there's no veteran there. Not saying Devontae Smith is bad. Not saying Quez Watkins is bad. But when your lone veteran wide receiver is Greg Ward, what are we doing? We all know the traditional big four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Miles Sanders gets hurt in this game against the Raiders. Looks to be an ankle injury. Didn't look great. He's weak to weak. This probably means Jordan Howard's getting called up off the practice squad to pair with Kenneth Gainwell. And 
uh, Boston Scott. He traded Zach Ertz out of town. Dallas Goddard had a couple of nice catches. whoop de doo This team is lifeless, guys. This team is lifeless. They have no identity. They have no soul. They have no flavor. They have no flair. They are your prototypical middle-aged Karen, unseasoned-ass chicken. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles are right now. There is no ownership in terms of, of taking onus on, on who has made mistakes, on who has been bad. It is it is a disaster right now. They are lucky to have two wins. And, you know, the one win they got to get the Panthers got a little, you know, demoted in a sense this week because the New York football giants beat the Panthers. I just, uh, this season already feels lost and over with. That's where I'm at right now. Like, I, I have no hope for this Eagles season. It's almost like it started and ended just that quick. Sure, we're coming up on the halfway point, and this season has flown by a bit. But my goodness, this season has been tumultuous already. I, I can't even, like, willingly sit and watch this offense operate one because they can't operate two there's there's just nothing there like a, like a go back to the word lifeless that's what they are they have no sense of, of what they want to be what they want to do and that starts with your head coach that starts with how you game plan how you prepare for games apparently that Nick Sirianni had a brunch with the coaching staff over the the mini buy the fuck did that do for you? Nothing, apparently. Because it looked like your team had the itis while they were out there. Couldn't move the ball for a, worth a damn. I I just don't know where this Eagles team goes from here. I don't know where you start to kind of point fingers and, and figure this thing out from. Because it's bad and it's only going to get worse. That's where we're at with this team four years after winning a Super Bowl. Things have gone terribly wrong. I don't know if it's because Jeffrey Lurie got power hungry and and the the greed took over of winning one and he tried to go all in and, and do it again with the guy who did it, not trading Nick Foles after the Super Bowl. I I just don't know where this team goes from here, what you do to right this ship. Because if Nick Sirianni's here again next year, and there's like no change whatsoever, and Howie Roseman is still running drafts with all of this draft capital that you have now, I'm utterly terrified. Because this is the most important, you know, we've said it a, a number of times about this Eagles team. It's the most important draft in, in team history. This upcoming draft, even though there's not a quarterback worth a damn in it, and you don't know what you have in Jalen Hurts yet. Some weeks he's good, some weeks he's bad. Don't know if that's the coaching, don't know if that's the talent. But this draft coming up is the most important Pivotal, critical, franchise-altering draft we have had in decades. And if they screw it up, 
it's going to have long-lasting effects for decades to come. And you cannot, if you are Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of this football team, if you have any respect and self-respect and ownership of your franchise, you cannot allow that to happen with the 2022 NFL Draft and what you have in front of you at your disposal. You just can't let it happen, and if you do, it's organizational malpractice. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And speaking of that draft uh, earlier today, the Eagles ended up trading Joe Flacco, who I nailed that on uh, the Bell and the Birdman postgame show after the Zach Wilson injury. The Eagles uh, struck a deal with the New York Jets and uh, traded Joe Flacco to the Jets in exchange um, for a conditional six-round pick in 2022. The Eagles also claimed quarterback Reed Sinnott off of waivers from Miami, and they released Rick Lovato. Um but it has been reported that Lovato will return to the team later this week. Just a really weird move. Don't get that. Uh, the team wanted to make a, a way to elevate Gardner Minshew to be the backup quarterback. They deal Flacco back to a team that he spent time with previously last season, I believe. Joe Douglas knows him. And the fact that you got draft capital for Joe Flacco in this day and age is absolute lunacy. So, good job, Howie. Um, but... You know, you you can't you can't put Howie in charge of this draft once again, guys. There there's too many important picks right now, and I'm gonna pull up the Eagles' current draft situation. Um, because my sports update already tweeted this out earlier today. So here we go. This is the Eagles' current draft situation. They have their own first, Miami's first. A second via the Colts, which becomes a one, obviously, pending the Carson Wentz uh, stipulation. We have our own second. We have our own third, our own fourth, our own fifth. We have Washington's fifth, Arizona's fifth, a sixth from the Jets that can become a fifth, and a sixth from the Colts. It's a number of important picks that I just don't feel comfortable with the people who are in place right now making those selections. That's just where I'm at right now. It's it's uncomfortable. It, it doesn't give me hope that they'll make the right picks, and um, it's a tough situation right now with the Philadelphia Eagles. But you trade Joe Flacco, and I think a lot of people forgot Joe Flacco was even on this team. Um, just a an all time. Weird situation right now being an Eagles fan. It is it is big time tough, big time. Uh, you kind of just put your brave face on moments. But Joe Flacco gets dealt to the Jets. The Eagles get a pick for him. Gardner Minshew, I'm sure we're going to have 
a number of of friggin' people calling for Gardner Minshew to be the starting quarterback now. Um, you just got to put that brave face on. That's all you can do right now as an Eagles fan. It's it's quite the time, you know. Because what what else are you gonna do? That's the thing. It's like what else are you gonna do other than ride this thing out, figure out what you're gonna do uh, the rest of this season as you hit the halfway point. You're sitting at two and five. You're not a very good football team. Your schedule doesn't get easier. And now it's all about just figuring out what pieces are going to be around for the long haul and and for the foreseeable future and for the not-so-foreseeable future. That's where the Eagles are right now. Uh, But somebody they dealt away earlier this week is uh, Zach Ertz. He ends up scoring his first touchdown for the Arizona Cardinals. And he also sets a a new NFL record, uh, NFL history, I should say. He's got things headed to Canton as Zach Ertz became the first player in NFL history to have a touchdown catch in back-to-back games in a season for two different teams. The ball that he caught the touchdown with and his gloves are headed to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. First off, congrats to Zach Ertz because that's one hell of an accomplishment. Um, First time in NFL history that has happened. That's no small feat whatsoever. So shout out to 86. Uh, seeing him score that touchdown was awesome on National Tight Ends Day, nonetheless. But that just goes to show you where the Eagles are right now. You have guys leave this team. It's very similar to the Phillies, where you have guys leave this team and they look like their their old selves. They look like uh, a rejuvenated version of themselves, and. It's so frustrating that you just couldn't figure things out. You couldn't get things to work with certain guys. And now Zach Ertz looks like he's rejuvenated out in the desert and is on his way to, you know, helping the Cardinals make a, a quality playoff push and a, a become favorites to, to be in the Super Bowl. Zach Ertz looks fantastic. He looks like he has new life, uh, a new lease on a career. And he looked like a corpse playing for the Eagles over the last two year and a half. I, I don't know what goes into that. I don't know why this continues to be a trend with Philadelphia athletes where when they leave here, when things get tough, they get out of here and they look like brand new players. It drives me absolutely insane. And... I, I hope, like we said, I hope nothing but the best for Zach Ertz. It's just so frustrating to see that happen time and time again. And now, you know, this is the situation the Eagles are in. And you get to go and see a guy who's a beloved figure here go and thrive. You see Carson Wentz right now playing relatively well. And I just, I don't know what it is right now with the city of Philadelphia where we just can't have nice things. We can't have nice things whatsoever. Um, something interesting going on, though, in the uh, the esports world. Speaking of not having nice things, because it involves Ben Simmons, uh, not full-blown directly, but uh, this blew my mind with... 
the world of esports and how things are trending with esports. Front Office Sports put out an article today. Um, FaZe Clan made its YouTube debut a decade ago when members began doing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 trick shots. Today, FaZe announced its plans to go public at a $1 billion valuation, the highest ever valuation for an esports company. You know, they have guys like Kyler Murray, Ben Simmons, Bronny James are all, you know, FaZe guys. Just wild to me that uh, an esports company, an esports team, and business like that is going public at a $1 billion valuation. You know, I remember back in the day, like, the people who were posting video clips of the crazy Call of Duty, you know, montages and stuff, that was FaZe, and nobody really knew who they were back then. And now they are just like this esports empire, and they're out here taking over. And I think esports, as much as people don't want to admit it, esports are truly trending in a direction that nobody saw probably even like three years ago. It's crazy to think about how far the world of gaming and the world of esports has taken off over the last year or two to really like cement itself as a, a means of being the future in the, the world of sports and how quickly things can take off in the world of esports and, and the world of sports is um, it's truly remarkable and truly fascinating to just continue to watch all of that develop across the board um so congrats to phase clan <laughs> it is it is something that you as a business owner myself you, you keep your eye on things like that just to kind of like gauge where you know things are trending all across the board you keep your eye on everything and to watch phase clan go live at a billion dollar valuation is something that's truly fascinating um so definitely check out that article from front office sports i retweeted it on my own twitter uh the homie justin byers wrote the story about it from front office sports so definitely go check that out it is uh quite quite the wild development and it's not even that crazy to be honest because phase is such a huge entity i wonder i didn't even look at phase's account um top bins top tier commentary top drawer upper 90 you already down. know you already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like forty-five minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today.
Hey! It's Top Ben's time! What's up? We're back. Yeah, so they put out an announcement and everything with all of their guys. Um, I mean, FaZe has some of the craziest deals as well um, in terms of, like, sponsorships and everything. Like, they announced a deal with McDonald's. Um, they, let's see, this was in the article. In August, they announced a sponsorship deal with McDonald's. In the same month, it secured a strategic investment from Cox Enterprises, which I don't even know what Cox Enterprises is, to be quite honest. Um, let's see if I can pull that up here. Cox Enterprises Media Company. Oh, is this just like the thing thing that I think it is? Yeah. So it's the media group that uh, owns a whole bunch of stuff. Like the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's a Cox Enterprises type deal. Um, there's got to be something else that I'm missing. They have a bunch of TV stations, and they're in the automotive world. That's a huge deal. Holy shit. <laughs> um, and then in September, they announced a partnership with DC Comics to collaborate on a limited edition comic book. You know, they have more than 350 million people worldwide across its social media platforms. The company expects sales to hit 50 million in 2021, up, to four, up from 40 million last year. And they don't expect to be profitable for a few years, but just a wild, you know, that's the day and age we're in with, with esports and with the digital world and the business world and things kind of all coming together. So congrats to FaZe on a, a huge deal um, that's going to set the market in a lot of ways for a lot of different aspects of, of sports and esports for the foreseeable future. So congrats to those guys over there. Um, and then the other interesting tidbit that I mentioned earlier in the show about a potential Phillies, um, free agent target that was brought up, uh, earlier, uh, from John Heyman. He predicted on, uh, the, ep on an episode of big time baseball that Schwarber will sign with the Phillies this off season. Uh, he revived his career with Kevin Long, who is now the hitting coach for the Phillies. Um, Heyman said, let's see here. They hired Kevin Long hitting coach earlier this month. Heyman believes that the reunion between Long and Schwarber could make sense. Says, you mentioned Schwarber, who is obviously an ex-Cub. He did come to the Red Sox via the Nats. You can't forget that. I'm going to concentrate on the fact that he was with the Nats more than the Cubs uh, and say... That Kevin Long helped him, him improve his swing, and he really took off as a member of the Nats, and he continued that as a member of the Red Sox. I'm going to say now that Kevin Long is a hitting coach with the Phillies, that Schwarber winds up with the Phillies, and again, we're looking at the possibility of the universal DH, so there could be room for Reese Hoskins and Schwarber in Philly. Kind of weird that 
said he was with the Nationals more than the Cubs. That didn't really make a lot of sense whatsoever. Um, Schwarber said uh, Alex Spire from the Boston Globe that he'd be all ears if the team approached him with a lucrative new contract offer. Talking about the Red Sox. Um, but they have J.D. Martinez. So that's interesting. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, Schwarber's played the outfield as well. Spotrack projects that Schwarber will get a two-year, $24 million deal this offseason. Because he was traded in the middle of the season, the Phillies wouldn't need to surrender draft compensation to sign him. That's huge. Good story from the boy Tim Kelly from Phillies Nation there. But Schwarber would be interesting because it's a hitter's park at Citizens Bank Park. He would absolutely mash here. Um, I just don't know how his defense would fully play in left field. And, I mean, we have so many guys that could be DHs with the universal DH thing coming that I just don't know if it would make logistical sense because you'd probably want to have Reese Hoskins playing DH most of the time and then find a first baseman that actually, like, plays first base to, you know, fill that gap left by Reese. Not that Reese is, like, horrible, but you typically you'd want Reese Hoskins playing DH. Um... So the Schwarber thing's interesting, and it's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on with the whole Kevin Long situation. I just don't understand why Heyman said that he was with the Nats longer than the Cubs. I might have just been out of context. I'll have to listen to that episode of the, the podcast that he was on. But Schwarber to the Phillies would be interesting. It would be very on brand for Dombrowski, too, to bring in a now former Red Sox now that he's a free agent. But even though he didn't work with him directly. But that would be very interesting to see Schwarber come to Philadelphia um, in free agency. And I think the whole draft compensation thing where you don't have to give up a draft pick for him because uh, excuse me, because he was traded midseason. So that would be huge in terms of a free agent signing for the Phils. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Schwarber, FaZe Clan, the Birds, Joe Flacco traded. Um, be sure to uh, follow us on social media at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. I'm getting back on that train very close to getting back to where I was about a year ago in terms of my followers. Uh, 99 away from 2K. Let's get to it. Um, I'm kidding. It's not 99. I'm a dumbass. Uh, I am 999 away from 2K. Um, very close to say the least. 
Right? Am I doing math correct? This is what happens, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am 99 away from 2K. Wait. 19. Yeah. 99 away from 2K. Let's make it happen. It would be pretty dope to hit 2K. Um, so be sure to follow on social. Twitter, Instagram at UndergroundPHI. My personal is at KBICCL311. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let me know how you feel about the Eagles right now. Your thoughts on FaZe Clan and, and that whole going public for a billion-dollar valuation as an esports entity. And uh, how you feel about potentially seeing Kyle Schwarber and Philly's pinstripes. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. We know they're five stars. You can also check us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Big thank you to our sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com, fill up your cart, with the blue light glasses, sunglasses, everything in between. Uh, and when you go to checkout, use our promo code USP. You get 25% off at checkout. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You guys get the vodka soda party packs at StatesideVodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. Can't do no funny business. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenny's on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 371 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy, KB. Make sure you follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash undergroundsportsphi, where we go live each and every week for the show. Thursday night streams presented by Play Pickup for Thursday night props. And a whole lot of other stuff with our boy Steven Schneider. Twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. This has been episode 371. I'm your boy KB. Till next time, I am signing off. Peace. I'm